Welcome to this episode of Behind the Counter, The Beanery. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Adrian. And, and together, together we're spilling the beans. On this episode, we are speaking with Pastor Griff, Bayou Church student pastor, and we're going to make sure we ask him about the brownie prank, and we're probably going to ask him about his shoe collection at some point. <laughs> I think those are two great things that we should talk to him about. Um, for those of you who have never met Pastor Griff, he is always just a ball of energy and fun, um, eager to spread the word. Um, I think that I may have found out the secret to his enthusiasm oh, yeah. this morning. Yeah. Um, he walked up for his interview. He had an energy drink in his hand, and then we politely offered him an Americano, <laughs> which he gladly took. Um, for those who are not familiar with coffee, an Americano is a shot of espresso with hot water. Um, so Griff has definitely been double fisting caffeine for the last mm-hmm. few minutes as he anticipates us doing this recording with him. So he's ready to go. We're here with Pastor Griff. Pastor Griff, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, like what you do here at the Bayou? Yeah, so I'm Pastor Griff. My real name is Derek Griffon, a.k.a. Griff. Yes, I did take Griff from my last name, making my nickname, and it worked. Um, but I'm the student pastor here. I'm over 6th through 12th grade. Um, and, man, I love teaching and preaching to these students and discipling them. I also get the, the honor and privilege of, of being Sean, Pastor Sean's right-hand, uh, second-hand communicator on stage on Sunday mornings and Love what I do. I love teenagers. I love influencing the next generation towards Jesus, but also helping them become the best versions of themselves. Um, but yeah, so I've been on staff around actually five years this month, five years, almost a week ago. Um, and so, yeah, so over teenagers, got a great staff. Y'all, y'all have heard pr- from my associate student pastor, Hayden Fob, um, and then our student ministry coordinator, Harley uh, Segrera. I hope I said her last name right. Harley, <laughs> forgive me if I didn't. Uh, but yeah, now yeah, it's been uh, it's been fun, man. I've loved working here. Man, the Bayou Church is a special place. I mean, when I first came, it was open arms. It wasn't, you know, um, it, it wasn't awkward. It wasn't weird. It felt like family. And so, no, it's been an honor and privilege to be the student pastor here. That's great. And we heard that you like brownies from the beanery. Well, Is there was just one time, uh, you know, I was just walking up, minding my own business, and mind my own. Uh, two Actually, of the head chefs gave me a brownie, and um, I ate it, and it was ended up being 13-year-old coffee grinds uh, from the back of some, you know, factory um, that Stephanie, the host of the podcast, uh, put in there. You know what I'm saying? So, no, yeah, I do love brownies, um, but I like my coffee as a, a beverage. So you don't like the beanery brownies? Uh, no, not, especially <laughs> we, not we that one. We should just probably stick to the <laughs> Especially <cookies. laughs> not that one. It was a great prank because I used it as a, uh, you know, as a, a sermon analogy later that night. So it was great. Oh, I did hear about that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, it, it was a hit, too. Well, I feel especially bad for it because I wanted you to just fall for it but not actually eat it. Yeah. But you took, you took so long unwrapping it that I turned to do something and then you just stuck it I in your mouth. I was eating it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you opened your mouth and it was just like speckled black. Yes. <laughs> and you ran straight to the bathroom. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean. yeah. But it wasn't 13 years old. It was like three minutes old. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it took me about espresso. it took me about four weeks and three days and two hours to get that out of my teeth. But, <laughs> I will uh, say I that it. Pastor Sean does not know that he helped us pull that off because we put it in there first and we yeah. asked him if he wanted it and he looked at it and said it doesn't look like everything else in here. So we're like, oh, we need a wrapper. So, yeah. <laughs> so like, oh, he yeah. doesn't know that he helped with that. But yeah. <laughs> well, he's more detailed than me in certain things. And so like for me, I looked at it like, oh, okay, because y'all had just said, yeah, we're giving it to the staff, and Maddie walked away with what looked like a package or a wrapper. So I said. 
right, let's go. Anyway, so great yeah, prank. I do feel bad about that. Nah, but but um, anyway, so what brought you to Lafayette? Like, where were you at before the Bayou Church? And like, what brought you to Lafayette? Maybe there's like a short story of that. Yeah, so I was the student pastor at Fellowship Church in Prairieville, Louisiana, which is South Baton Rouge next to Gonzalez. Um, and I was doing ministry over there uh, kind of literally a month after me and Katie got married. Um, pastor Sean had reached out, you know, their uh, former youth pastor was transitioning off staff to a new church. Um, and he had reached out, kind of said, hey, where you at, man? What's going on in your world? Asked me to consider and pray about coming on staff. And what's funny is I was like, hey, Sean, like, man, I'm, thanks for the invite. I said, I'm, you know, appreciate it, but I'm, I will actively pray about this, but I'm not interested. And so, uh, so I said, well, let's pray. Let's, let's talk about it. You know, so, and immediately though, in those first couple of days, I was like, God, I, I don't want to leave. Look what you're doing. I said, man, I've been here four and a half years. I mean, the culture's here. Uh, ministry's blowing up. Man, I'm a, I was a local football chaplain, much like I am here now. Um, and like, man, things are going great. Just got married. And then God's like, oh, by the way, you didn't do any of this. I did. You're going to Lafayette. Mm. And so Katie and I started praying about it. And she was going to be the, the big X factor because her family's there. I mean, that's where she was grew up most of her life. And so immediately when we sat on the bed one night, we both looked at each other and felt a peace about leaving. Uh, we knew it was just time for the next season. And so uh, so I start literally my last Wednesday night at my last church was like January the 9th. And then January the 10th, the next day I was here. Um, and so uh, so really it was the Lord. And what's cool is my dad and my stepmom and my little brother Walker and Maddie, they were already here. They moved here in 2014. Oh, okay. um, and uh, I actually baptized my little brother Walker here June 26th of 2016. Um, and then two years later, I come and speak at the next conference in June 2018. And then that January in 2019, I'm here. And so there was already kind of God building kind of these blocks that was getting me towards being here and so uh you know so yeah so yeah so that's what it was really just the lord and um it's been cool to see what god's done um but now it's been it's been humble you know it was a humble 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 scenario and a humble situation uh, to be able to be trusted to come here um and it's one of those moments in terms of calling and surrender it was like hey god i'm good and he's like i know you're good but you're still gonna go <laughs> you're right yeah, yeah, like hey yeah. no nah, i mean god you're doing something here well, i'm doing something there too let's go yeah, and like, so it was, this is uh, your plan <laughs> yeah yeah I, I don't know who originally quipped this but it was uh man we make play pl we make uh plans and god laughs exactly and uh that that was a laughing moment because he sure. had to remind me hey man i use you as a tool but i did the work i did it so let's go to the body and do it again so yeah that's so. awesome well you've been doing amazing work here the students just love having you here too that. so that's been great we also wanted adrian and i were also wanting you to uh, we know that you wrote the book labels yep could you kind of tell us a little bit more like maybe tell us like what that is about and maybe your inspiration or whatever you'd like to share about that. Yeah. So the book is called Labels, Destroying the Lies God Never Gave You and Embracing the Truths That He Has. And that book was really inspired by a few moments I had walking into the barbershop. So I walked into the barbershop to get a haircut. And, you know, if y'all look at me now, I mean, I'm always dressing in athletic gear. And when they find out I'm a pastor from the way I talk, look, um, they're like, man, you don't act like a pastor you don't seem like a pastor and they're not talking about like holiness or being you know preachy or whatever they're just talking about you don't look like one right and i always took that as a compliment because i'm always like okay wh what is a pastor supposed to look like i don't see where any of the bible where it says you got to wear a suit and tie to preach or you know to, to look right. professional which i'm not saying professionalism is not good i was just always like you know what i'm so sick of like being like 
being boxed in and and the stereotypes of pastors or even like I know I'm a pretty intense guy. I realize that sometimes even the way I talk and my intensity can come across crazy. And I started realizing, you know what? Like I, God brought me to this earth to preach the word, bring it, um, but He's also called me to be myself, right? I mean, I'm obviously obviously you always want to be challenged to change and grow. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I, I kept thinking about was, man, I feel like there's so many lies, especially, and the book's not just for you for for teenagers; it's for everybody. I wanted adults and students alike to understand that their identity comes from the Creator. Uh, that the only status that matters is not what you updated on Facebook or Instagram, but the only status that matters is that you're a child of God. And so there were six or seven really passages of scripture that really spoke to me and that, hey, God wants to rip off your label of feeling damaged and he wants to replace it with you're a daughter, you're a son. He also wants you to rip off the label of being overlooked like King David. Like all His family just saw a shepherd boy and God saw a king. Right. He wanted to rip off that label of what everybody else perceived he was and give him a better label. And then he also wants us to go from, hey, man, this is your former life here. And now you have your faithful one. You this is what your past has a description um, and your past uh, definitely helps you become who you are, but it doesn't define you. And so I really wanted people to understand that. Man, people are going to make, you know, there's a phrase out there called perception is reality. And the only reason I don't like that, because even if it's your perception, it might not be reality. And so I want people to understand that regardless of what people think, regardless of what people assume, there's always more to the story. Always. You know, we have a phrase here at the Bayou that everyone has a story. There's always more to the story. And everyone's and then Robin Williams said this. He said. Everyone every day is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Mm-hmm. So labels, uh, really, man. Like I said, it was it was January of 2021, and I started writing it. We do a, we write our own series for students most of the time, and I was writing this series called Labels. I was like, I'm gonna write a series, and eventually it turned into a book. And I was like, okay, because I, I I already had a book in the chamber that I was ready to go out. I was like, no, I think labels will be it. And and what's crazy is funny story as I was writing it, man. God just started inspiring me through His Word, through stories. Um, and it, it just became a book. Um, and I was like, no, nah, this is going to be book number one. Uh, we self-published it on Amazon. Uh, for me, um, and God gives me a lot of great opportunities to travel and speak and, and, and be a you know a witness to you know to his kingdom it's also to love people so i knew by traveling it would be able to sell uh but also i don't what i cared about was it, it was impacting people right um and uh man it's impacted a lot of student ministries i've heard actually more from adults than i have students um, on how impactful that book was and crazy how god published it because at the end of my book i don't know if y'all knew this in april of 21 i had finally got done with the book i took three and a half months to write this book so one day I'm working. I'm about to preach that Sunday morning. I'm, 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 if you if you see me, you know I'm, I'm a little spastic sometimes, right? People are like, man, that dude's got too much coffee, Mountain Dew. Nah, it's because I'm just spastic. And uh, I had a red solo cup next to my Mac, full of uh, an energy drink. And I was like working and doing different things, and I spilled the energy drink all over my computer. My computer was the only computer not double backed up in the entire church. I also had not emailed my editor yet, um, and I also did not have it completely saved it was on a microsoft document and lost the whole thing i was about depressed and grieved for about two weeks it was a struggle and and i kind of mentioned this the last time i preached on sunday morning when i in my message fight the giant i talked about how i literally thought that was the moment that 
Satan was saying, like, you weren't called to be a writer. Or even when I was thinking about God saying you weren't called to be a writer. It's that label. Like, you're not you're not great at grammar. You're not called to be a writer. Because when I was young, man, people, people would always tell me you desperately need to work on your writing. And even though, uh, so, so for me, it was like, okay, for months, it was hard to even think I could even do it again. August of 21, um, I finally was like, okay, I'm, I'm not leaving 2021 without being an author like my dream was to be. Mm-hmm. So rewrote the book, three and a half, four months, a lot of it from memory. Um, and uh, my, my publishing team was actually Harley because she's a journalism major and is an incredible writer oh, and editor. Wow. And then Hayden is, in, is a phenomenal graphic designer. So I, I did it in-house. I paid my team to, to help me out and write it. And so I give them a whole lot of credit for helping me push this thing through in December 6th of 2000. December 6th of 2000 or December 7th of 2021, Labels, labels was published. Um, and like I said, the beauty of that is a story ended up in the book in chapter one that wouldn't have been there had it not been lost. The other spiritual reality that I figured out was don't be an idiot and put a red solo cup by your computer, you know, and, uh, and be a spastic <laughs> person. So those are the two big spiritual uh, lessons in that. But Labels has gone on to really man, help a lot of students and adults alike realize that, man, I've got to stop buying what the world's selling. I've got to stop giving in to the labels that everybody else gives me, and I need to give God 100% credit for stitching me in my mother's womb. Because what I like to tell people is, God took divine time to make you. You know what I'm saying? He took divine time to make you. He didn't just pass you through like some factory toy and said, you know, he said, no, this is this is Griff. This is Hayden. This is Steph. And so uh, labels is really just about identity. It's a gospel power pack punch that's going to help you realize, you know, where you're from, who loves you and who to uh, take a stand on when times are tough. So and, I know a little went on a little rant, but yeah, that's kind of no, the inspiration awesome. and no, backstory with great. the book. That's great because I feel like not only has that been needed from the beginning of time, but also so much in today's world yep. with Instagram and, and mm-hmm. social media and, and all of those things. It's like more than ever yeah. we have needed to yeah. know this and to understand that. So yeah. Well, it's like, man, we've been created in the image of God and we have been trying to recreate God in our own image for a long time. And we've also been letting the world recreate us in their image mm-hmm. by filters mm-hmm. and right. likes and status. So we got to get back to the fundamentals of who we are in Christ. So I agree. Yeah. And I think Absolutely. the world would look totally different if we all took that approach of saying i know who i am i'm a child yeah. of god yeah i'm a, I'm a prince yeah. i'm a princess and, and, and yeah. use that that as your filter yeah for reality it will bring you what i call holy confidence you know what i'm saying it'll bring right. holy confidence i i'm set apart for the reason of glorifying god and walking it out every day so yeah i start with my kids even at a young age i mean even with little bentley he'll come running back to my you know in my room or something and say Jaden said that i was just being a baby and I, I seriously just use that moment to say, that's just Jaden Laughlin. What does God say about you? Does he yep. say you're a little mm. baby? And he'll say, no, he does. what does God say about you? And he'll list some things. And then he's like better. Like the, yeah. the argument is solved. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's all better. Because it's like, wow. I don't have to listen to you and what you say about me. This is what God says about me. Yeah. You're so, teaching them how to root their identity in what God says. I think literally chapter three is called, what does God see? Or who does God see? And so that by you teaching your kid that, Oh my gosh, that's going to have incredible implications in the future. Because so ma- there's so many people out there that uh, they're probably hurting or it's been learned at home, but there's a lot of kids out there that are not being very nice. And yep. so I'm trying to prepare them to say, yeah, anybody can say whatever they want about you. Yep. Anybody could say whatever they want about you, but that doesn't matter. That's going to come and go and it's superficial. And yeah, so. absolutely. Anyway, um, oh, I know what else I wanted to ask. 
Hayden talked about, but it didn't make it onto the podcast. Hayden talked about Enneagram numbers and he told he told us yours. I don't know. He said that you were an eight. And he said that he liked that about you because you pushed him and you kind of, you know, like you were the one, not necessarily, it's not the instigator, right? It's like the one who, what is eight defined? Eight is the, uh, but like it's, basically you push them beyond it's the, challenger. the challenger yeah. the challenger the challenger mm. yeah it's the challenger so he said his enneagram number and your enneagram number worked perfectly together yep like they're just awesome and yep. i don't even know my number like i've never yep. even yeah enneagram that. is a great tool right and and i any listeners out there remember it's just a tool i know some people who can preach the enneagram better than they can preach the bible right like it's a mm. tool um and i think we're ever evolving and changing what's funny is when i took that test i i tied with eight three and one um, which eight is challenger three is the overachiever uh that's one one and then three is uh i can't remember what three is but i tied with them all but eight was like if you ask harley segrera which she knows it well or even uh, my former assistant a few years ago jamie they would say oh griff's an eight and most people who meet me like they'll immediately make that assumption like hey you're an eight right i was like yeah that doesn't mean we can't be friends <laughs> but yeah i'm an eight and and what's funny is yeah so yeah it's it's it was crazy taking that test and those things are so uh, those are big time revealers uh, and it helps you be more self-aware. So yeah. Hmm. yeah. I feel like I need to find out what my number is. You should. I mean, I'm yeah. a one, but I tied with a six. Yeah. And there's just, um, they're very similar, but yeah. a one, basically you have like, do you have something in your head telling you like the perfectionist? Yeah. You know, and that's, oh, no. that's what I have. That. So yeah. Um, and you, you can also be a wing too. Like, yeah, like I'm, I'm an eight, I'm wing a seven. One, I'm a one close to six, but I wing two. Yeah. Um, which a lot of, yeah. I think a lot of people. Are yeah. Like, I'm an eight wing seven because the seven is the, uh, I don't know it that well, but I don't know if it's the inspirer or. Yeah, I think that's what Hayden Something is. like that. Is and that so the nine right? is the peacemaker. Right. And I'm like, man, I, I love peace, but like I'm definitely not an eight wing That's nine. my husband. Like, He's the peacemaker yeah. and I'm like the perfectionist. Yeah, yeah. Like, this, is, this is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would probably get perfectionist because I'm very, very hard on myself. Yeah. I'm that's why I tied with one because yeah. I, yeah. In some things, in some things, yes. but yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty hard on myself. Yeah. Um, well, do you have anything planned for this year or upcoming in the student ministry that um, we have to look forward to? Or, But right now, so, man, we are a student ministry uh, of, man, we love being consistent. Um, and I think even Hayden, like normally my phrase is consistency builds culture. And Hayden kind of added a cool quip to it when he said, you know, we want to be consistently good overly occasionally great over occasionally great and what i love about that is so basically what we got coming up and bayou student internship starts next week and Mm -hmm. that is a ever-growing leadership pipeline and pathway for our students and we've we've literally been amping up where i think we we might even have over 50 students this time and basically what that is is man it's students getting the opportunity to grow in their discipleship leadership and service um and then what's cool about summer is camps are coming up you know, middle school camp is first week in June and then high school beach camp is two weeks later. Um, I'm sure y'all probably post some links or whatever. Uh, but we are on the cusp of camp season. So we're getting ready for that. Um, what's cool, too, is, you know, at the end of the summer, we normally do a thing called middle school boot camp, which is really the connection point for new middle schoolers to feel welcome. And that has been a game changer. So what we're going to do uh, this summer is when we get back from high, middle school and high school camp, um, and we're still trying to figure out dates. Uh, we're going to do some type of like freshman connect to where like new high schoolers, you know, we, you don't, you don't 
graduate middle school, you survive middle school. Um, and so we're going to help those survivors <laughs> um, understand what it likes is to transition into high school. So we're going to come out with an event uh, that that's really going to be a tie or a connect to here's what you can expect in high school. Here's what you can. So so that way we have if you're a middle schooler coming up from preschool or fifth grade or pre through fifth grade um, or or. or K through fifth or whatever. Hey, we want to help you transition good in the middle school years. Hey, if you're about to be a freshman, which is a whole new, you know, freshman is the hardest year for some. Um, we want to connect you to students in that way. Um, and then, of course, you know, we right now we're, we're going to finish a series called Holy Habits this Sunday. And then as the church does their series Agape, we're doing a kind of alignment series called Crazy Love. And so that'll be very, very similar to the series. And so that'll be a good five week series for students to understand that um, and a God's love for them is relentless and overwhelming. And they'll be able to take, you know, kind of with this labels thing, take that and understand that we're going to respond to all that God is and who God is and his love. Um, and so anyway, so those are, those are some things that are coming up right now uh, that awesome. we're looking forward to. I know we're looking forward to internship yes. um, at our house and also summer camp. That's yeah. something that Maddie brings up probably once a week. She's That's like, awesome. When is school going to end? I'm ready to go back to Fuego. And I'm like, yeah. I know. Oh, yeah. 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 My kids love doing internship. They love it. And yeah. I, I love that the church provides that for them because we can we do set the tone as parents, but there there are some gaps there that they don't want to hear. It's like parents can say it. But then, oh, well, Pastor Griff, oh, right. well, Hayden said, and it's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's that. that's Maddie. She comes home and she's like, I got a fist bump from Pastor Griff. My day is made. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I feel like you I guys you a four course <laughs> breakfast. And that's just like, whatever. Oh You're gosh. just my mom. But if I get that fist bump, it's all good. So I think <laughs> that Bro, I funny. think that I couldn't put my kids like in a horrible, um, not a Christ centered home. And then they still come to church and they end up okay like i think it needs to be yep. most like we, we spend the most time with them but there are so many times we know as like parents of teenagers it's like you can preach it till you're blue in the face and then they go to church and hear it and they're like guess what we learned and i'm like on the inside on the inside i'm thinking i've been saying this but okay yeah. doesn't matter it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter as whoever long as the message yeah. is received yeah. well, so have, i'm thankful for that yeah well i have two things and i have I want one thing and i have a question for y'all but the first thing is one of the things that I learned even as a student passion, this is before I became a dad, um, is that, you know, we can take our students to camp and I'm a camp and disciple now speaker. So I know what it's like to travel and then be like, I never heard that before. I'm now quick to give I'll get up in front of the stage and be like, hey, y'all, everybody in this room right now, two things. Y'all need to y'all need to give credit to y'all student pastor for everything I say because they probably already said it before. You're just hearing it from a different voice. Mm-hmm. Secondly, these small group leaders and these people in your life that are with you till two a.m., three a.m. You know, this weekend or this week, they're the real MVPs. You know, it's easy for me to get up here. I mean, I love connecting with y'all off stage and give y'all quotes and biblical references and principles. But man, those are the people you're gonna hang out with. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the same thing. Me and Hayden and Harley are big to say, hey, your parents have probably already told you this. You're just hearing it from a different voice. Yeah, right. And my encouragement to y'all as parents, um, and I'm sure I'll need this encouragement one day as my boys, you know, get to the place where they're actually talking, um, is that, you know, it, it does indeed take a village. And regardless, yeah. like you said, and y'all think y'all, y'all's perspective is dead on, that if you hear a vo- another voice say something I've already said, that's victory. Right. Especially if as long as it hits the nail on the head, it don't matter who said it. Because the funny right. thing is, my dad used to always say that about my, my, my brother Walker. I don't, but my dad, like, I can quote him till I'm blue in the face because I did listen. I was probably one of the only sons that did listen to him, you know, because it was like, I want to hear what my dad's got to say because I look up to him. Mm-hmm. So as long as y'all are continuing to foster that leadership in the home and as long as they're hearing things that are 
are clicking, man, that's the victory. Yeah. So, but so I say that because I'd go. We like I said we go to camp, and the youth, the, the, the speaker would say something. I'm like, guys, holy cow, we've been talking about that for three months, and it now just clicked. Yeah. And now it's like, no, it's good. That's good. You yeah. know, it's saying yeah. that, that's the growth. It takes a village. It takes different it voices. It does. It does. For sure. My question is, you have a student internship as well. Yes. So, as parents of the Bayou, what is one way you feel like your kids have benefited from internship? If you had to give like a two sentence brief, whatever, it don't even got to be a show's podcast. I could talk for three hours if you want. Mm. Um, but uh, what is both of y'all like? What what is one thing do you feel like they have gotten out of it, or the best thing that they've experienced? I feel like it's making my kids take that ownership. Like I don't, I don't find that my kids kind of sit back and think, oh well, I don't have to bring kids to church. That's Pastor Griff's job, or I don't have to do this. That's Pastor Griff's job, or that's Pastor Sean. Like I see them taking ownership mm. of trying to reach out to neighborhood friends or talk to their friends, and say, hey man, like I want to see you there on Sunday night or whatever. Yeah. Um, I see that confidence in them, and it's also. Um, made their network here at church bigger because yeah. you, you can come to student Sunday nights and there's all these kids and, and you can make friends that way. It's totally fine. But yeah. when you have that also that smaller setting uh, for internship on Wednesday nights too, I think it's building stronger connections mm. and making their network a little bit bigger at church. Yeah. Wow. So, That's a win. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say something win. similar, like piggyback off of Stephanie. For sure, it has built up Maddie's confidence. Um, and her friend group. For a long time, she was struggling at her old school with bullying and things like that. Yeah. So um, we recently just switched schools. Well, a lot of the girls that are part of internship and her student Sunday night small group, they're able, they're at her new school. So she's able to connect with them and have more Christ-centered friendships, even outside of the church setting. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, I feel like for us, um, we are busy all the time and like the thing that we focus on the most and that we try to work on is just building a rhythm yeah, and for yeah. her her body anticipates that rhythm of Wednesday wow, nights she awesome. needs that friendship she needs that reconnection during the week um, and it's been great for us yeah, um, wow. it's a good time for her and then it's also a good time for my husband and I because we use that yeah. time that she's here to reconnect in the middle of the week as wow. well so it's great for our family that's huge I appreciate y'all answering that because that for me like if I could maybe even prophesy into the future you know I had a, literally had a, a, a parent come on uh, come over to me and my wife on Sunday morning it was at, right before the 930 service and she came over to me and her student was in our student ministry but also in our internship uh, play soccer playing college soccer ball right now and she said Griff I just want to I know y'all are talking y'all probably catching up because y'all don't get a lot of time together because of the babies but I just want to tell you like everything that y'all have invested in my girl I'm seeing those leadership principles, mm-hmm. like her bleed those leadership principles when life's cutting her, right? Like when, when life is hard and I'm seeing the fruit from it. And the whole point of Bayou Students Internship is for your students to walk into college confident, courageous, with solid character and conviction that Jesus is my Lord and I'm going to be completely brave and bold in this jacked up world that no matter if I get a bad breakup if something horrible happens, if something good happens, I'm going to rely on my confidence in the strength of the spirit. And and that is just one testament. So I'm sure many who have walked into college and not out of the faith. And so I want to encourage y'all, like, that's something to look forward to. That if they just keep it up and keep being in this program and building those relationships and being in an environment that helps them connect, man, I think that, you know, they're just like the proverb says, see the Psalms or Proverbs that says they're like arrows that you're going to shoot out. You got to get them ready. Um, so our kids are our arrows and we got to disciple them at home. But once again, it takes a village and it takes different voices. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you experience victory. 
So, man, that's yeah. that's all. Thank y'all for answering that. Of course, because um, yeah. I, I wanted to know personally. I love the leadership that it builds, and I love that they have um, that you guys are giving them homework to do as well. Like you got to do mm-hmm. your journals, you know. Yep. So it's making them have to sit down. It's not mom. It's not mom nagging at you. Hey, did you do your devotion this morning? You know, whatever. Yep. It. They're happy to do it because yep. it's like, oh, well, I got to go to my group and talk about my hair journal and stuff. So. I love, I love it. I love that you guys Good. give them that to do. I love that the leadership that they're building. So I love it. Yeah. That. And man, we, when we, we've always, we've been doing this mentorship with internship for four years now. Um, and there were a lot of curriculum and things that we were trying to land on. Um, and so about a year or so ago, man, I, I wanted Hayden to really just take over content wise. And so what we tried to, what we, what he decided was in the fall, we're going to just exposit a book of the Bible or a letter of the Bible. We did Mark 16 last fall mm-hmm. and this semester we're going to do some leadership principles out of the Habitudes by Tim Elmore. So man, it, it's been cool to step back and watch Hayden just completely, Man, just uh, shape how we're doing that curriculum with the here journals because you know, we've been doing here journals because of D groups, but we've been implementing that to the life of the students. And how cool is that? And right. so now they've been man Harley and Hayden are uh, man they're they're my right hand people. And man, without them, man this 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 would be tough. And so I give them a lot of credit for organization and structure and their just leadership. Man, they're they're such fun to work with. And so. Um, if any of you parents have a student have a student in our student ministry who know Hayden and Harley, you're being blessed. <laughs> you're being mm-hmm. blessed. Um, but our internship, yeah, man, it's 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 become a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal uh, pathway for sure. I want y'all to do this real quick. I want y'all to. Um, I've always wanted to do this on a podcast. I think I've done it. I've done it. I've done, it, I've, done it, I've done a few podcasts, but I've always loved this. If y'all have like any questions for me that I have to answer quick, like, hey, oh. we have these five questions you got to answer quick. Okay, favorite yeah. color. Favorite color is red. Oh yeah, I see it on your shoes. Yeah. How many pairs of sneakers do you own? Twenty-four. Oh. <laughs> Jaden's got to catch up. And I and I know yeah, I know the count. <laughs> I know the count. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Uh, favorite dessert. Favorite dessert. Um, man, right now is Mesh's Donut King Cake. Oh yeah, okay, King Cake. What yeah. fla- but what flavor do you get? Uh, Bavarian. Oh okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Like the like the like the cream cheese, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. cream cheese, Bavarian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's my favorite right now. What's your favorite holiday? Favorite holiday is definitely the Christmas season. And I say season because, you know, those days go quick. So I would say from November 1st to December 31st, I'm all in for Christmas. Oh, yeah. You're now, even Thanksgiving Day, you know, like it's like there's a calendar on Facebook or whatever that like maps out November and December and it says Christmas and there's three days for Thanksgiving. That's how I am. I used to be a Scrooge, though. And so now I'm upset. So I would say Christmas. Easter's number two. Easter was one and it just flipped. Because, I mean, that's Resurrection Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's a big one. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, favorite basketball team? Favorite basketball team, NBA, uh, the San Antonio Spurs, college, uh, Duke. Okay. Duke, okay. Yeah. All right. And who's your favorite student at the – no, I'm just kidding. I was thinking it, but I was well, – uh, No, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens. Let me pray. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. And we know your favorite thing to do at uh, Sunday nights is spiking spike – uh, Yes, non-square has become a war zone. Yeah. Um, on student Sunday nights. But it's, it's bringing the competitive nature and warrior-like attitude. We're going to buy another one eventually, and we're going to have a soft non-square and a competitive non-square. Okay. That way, good. you know, people don't get mad at me. You know, yeah, cause, yeah. Because I show no mercy, just man. Just spiking up. If oh, you're a visitor, heard. I'm like, hey, what's up? Bam! You know. Yeah. <laughs> We've and, heard. Uh, We've heard. Yeah. We yeah. have heard. So, okay, awesome. Well, thank yeah. you for taking out your time to come and sit with us today and talk to us. Yep. And uh, we really appreciate it. Yeah, it was an honor, uh, uh, humble ask. So thank y'all so much. I appreciate y'all trusting me to be on it. Absolutely. Thanks, Griff. It was so great hearing from Pastor Griff today and just more about his vision and, and passion for the student ministry. And I'm, I'm very excited to see what this year brings for the students, especially this internship semester.
Yeah, and also looking forward to hearing about their experience um, at summer camps. Um, And then also, you know, anyone who is interested in learning more about what Pastor Griff had to say and picking up a copy of his book, like he mentioned, it is available on Amazon for purchase. I think it would be great, a great read for anyone who is struggling with, you know, the labels of society and how they Mm -hmm. view themselves. Um, But with all that being said, if anyone is interested in becoming a guest on the podcast or they just have any input or want to speak with Stephanie and I, um, anytime, you know, you can reach out to us on Facebook. You can send us a message. You can also send us an email or you can find us on Sunday behind the counter. 